as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths, there are no clumps, and also guess what? It slides right off with warm water, so no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order.
Hello, magical friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. Now let the magic begin. We are taking leaps of faith, and it does feel uncomfortable because it's not familiar. And anything that's not familiar is naturally going to be scary, even if it's better for us. And we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why it has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice. Mm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice that seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product. So Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. So go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com code MAGIC. Also a part of our healthy morning routine is to take our hum nutrition vitamin beauty supplements i swear my digestion has never been so smooth since taking hums flatter me and gut instinct supplements daily and my skin has never been so clear since taking their daily cleanse tablets hum nutrition supplements are sustainably sourced non-gmo and free of soy gluten artificial colors and preservatives we'll share our story on how hum has healed us and mention our special hum giveaway for you later in the show. Also, Hum is giving our listeners 20% off. Just go to humnutrition.com and check out with the promo code MAGIC. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. The link is in our show notes. Now let the magic begin. She was on the path to becoming a neuroscientist because of her interest in the study of human consciousness and the mind, but then followed her heart on the path to astrology, Chinese medicine, yoga, and overall wellness for not only the mind, but the body and spirit. We are beyond grateful to interview Jill Winterstein, the brilliant and intuitive mind behind Spirit Daughter, a line of practical new moon workbooks that teach you not only about each new moon phase, but also astrology, crystals, new moon rituals, and help you discover more about yourself so you can manifest and transition smoothly into the next new moon. Her shop also offers beautifully handmade dream catchers from Bali, and we are lucky to have one hanging in our living room. Love it so much. It brings a sense of peace and sacredness and Jill is a true goddess that has devoted most of her career to learning about both Eastern and Western medicine to help others live their truth. And it's just amazing to me, Jill. Hello, Jill, by the way. Hello. We are so happy to have you here. So honored. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. It's so so great to uh, be speaking with you guys. I'm really looking forward to this. You have such a beautiful journey, and it's seriously amazing to me that you used to be on the path to becoming a neuroscientist, so you're kind of smart. I think you might be kind of brilliant and (laughs) have a good feeling about that. But what made you decide to follow this path instead that you're currently on to become a Chinese medicine healer and yoga instructor and lead new moon circles and just an overall conscious entrepreneur and goddess? Um, This is kind of a long story, but it's okay. We've got time. (laughs) <laughs> I started out um, basically just in my teens being interested in everything to do with human consciousness. Um, I was fascinated by it. I started studying astrology when I was 16. Um, I started uh, studying psychology as well when I was 16, reading different books. Um, I just wow. wanted to know, I, 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 just fact, I was born into this world with this quest for knowledge on the consciousness. Um, and my chart actually supports that, so it's kind of funny, but we'll get into that later. Um, and so, you know, I got into crystals, um, and then I decided, you know, I wanted to go to school, and I went uh, in for psychology, and I have my master's in psychology with an emphasis in neuroscience. Um, so I was actually working and studying neurogenetics uh, at Johns Hopkins when I was in Oh, wow. Class. See, you are brilliant. Um, <laughs> 
So I was very, I was very um, research oriented. So my mm. my clinical, my real, my training um, as far as college goes, in school is in observational science. So if anything, I'm an observational scientist, which sort of applies to all of this. My entire journey, that's the common thread, yeah. um, is this this development of, of observational skills and tools, um, and then using my observations to um, deliver the information to other people and to help them. Uh, so when I was about 23, 24, I left uh, neuroscience. And I was really lost, actually. I, um, I knew it wasn't the right path for me. Um, huh. I was doing extremely well. I was the number one research university in the country. I was working my way towards a doctoral degree. I mean, all standards, I was, I was killing it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Excelling. Um, but it wasn't, um, it didn't resonate with me. I knew I spent a really interesting summer out in, uh, California and, um, I knew I, I, I knew it wasn't the right path for me. So I left it. I left it without having a clue where I was going <laughs> at all. Wow. Um, and so I became really stressed out and because uh, it was like all this type A energy. And uh, I I started doing yoga like twice a day just to just to deal with my stress. Um, and then Twice a day? Yeah. I mean, you were that stressed out and you're like, nope, the only way. <laughs> I would do yin in the morning, and then I would do vinyasa in the afternoon. So That's amazing. I'm the exact opposite. I like vinyasa in the morning and then yin later on. <laughs> wow. you yeah. That's how stressed out you were, though. I mean, that does sound like a stressful path. Yeah, well, it, it was just, I was on such a direct course. Um, yeah, but it didn't so feel long. right. And uh, not knowing, I, I knew, it was one of those things that was a resounding yes to mm. leave. Uh, my doctoral program, and um, but I had no idea where I was going. So I was stressed because I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I made the right decision. So I just had to sit with the uncomfortableness, um, which you know, yoga and meditation really helped me do just that, just sit with being uncomfortable with the fact that I had no idea what I was going to be doing in life. Um, which for somebody who was like on the track I was on was really daunting and really scary. Um, so for the next four years, probably until the time I was about 29, I like became a hermit and just started studying. I just applied all of that, um, energy, you know, that I had from studying into studying yoga into studying Chinese medicine and to getting back into astrology, um, and just studying all these different forms of consciousness and energy that, that made sense to me, that resonated with me, that, that um, made me feel like I was discovering truths that I couldn't discover in the lab. Um, wow. and, and really feeling like I was in tune with, with my path, even though I still had no idea where it was going. I knew that it involved all of these elements and that things like astrology and Chinese medicine and yoga shouldn't be discounted just because we can't prove them in a lab. Yes, um, we, good for you for yeah. recognizing that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it was a really big. Um, it, it was. It wasn't a big leap for me mentally, but it was a big mm -hmm. leap for me to start telling people that, and um, you know, and so right. I went on to become a yoga teacher, and I moved to LA um, about eight years ago. Wow. And I. Um, I developed a really strong private practice, um, and it, and you know I worked one on one with people, and it was like those skills of observation and understanding patterns, understanding behavior, um, all became really useful, um, and you know in in helping people and actually like helping my clients, and it's when I started to realize that um, you know all the things that I was doing in observational science. I could still do all these things with yoga and with astrology and Chinese medicine, but it was like my own, my own interpretation. And it was almost like my own experiments yeah. um, and my own experiences and, you know, playing with all these energies and learning what they feel like and learning how they apply to people. Um, and so that's kind of, that's the past. <laughs> I love that. And I love how you were talking about 
learning to sit with the uncomfortableness when you realize like, okay, this may not necessarily be the right way. And you sat with yourself and you faced that because I think that that is something that's very easy for all of us to run from or to numb nowadays. I mean, there's so many different ways to escape, but the fact that you were present with yourself and then didn't say it has to be either or, it's like you took from both the East and the West and kind of made your own blend and followed your heart in this way. And it's so beautiful to hear. And so I would love to know more about how the blending of the East and West has affected your life and kind of your relationship to psychology and neuroscience and astrology. Yeah, it's affected my life in a lot of ways. It's just that um, I think it's giving me the full picture. Um, I think, and I'm sure I'm missing some pieces because, you know, we all are because we're human. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's given me a bigger picture and where I can include truths in myself and I can pass truths on and I can teach truths that aren't necessarily um, grounded in in lab work science, right? So, like, when we think of West, we think of, you know, doctors and, and sort of proving things and statistics and numbers and correlations. And when we think of, um, you know, the East, we think of, like, Chinese medicine and, and astrology, and it's more like the proof is in the pudding, um, which is the thing my grandmother used to always say. And it's <laughs> understanding that... <laughs> My grandma too. That's interesting. Yep. And it's interesting you bring this up. Side note for a moment, because we are kind of talking about astrology, but her birthday is today, October 2nd. She has passed, but she said that all the time. And it's interesting that you're bringing this up. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Synchronicities. Yeah. 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 studying astrology and Chinese medicine and, and yoga philosophy, it's like the proof is the experience. The proof is these thousands and thousands of years that people have been observing these elements and nature um, and everything around us and the stars and the planets and, and observing what experiences they were having and other people were having. Um, so it, it is science. It's science based upon experience. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it does show you that the proof is in the pudding. It's like, you know, if you, you feel this way, so, and a whole bunch of other people feel this way, and, and so there's truth there. Yeah. Um, so, so it really broadens my mind. I think my mind was already broad um, going into more science, and it was probably that constriction of having to have that hard proof all the time that, um, you know, ultimately caused my rebellion against it, you know, because it's, there's certain things you we don't have the tools yet to prove in a lab. Um, yeah. And, you know, even some of the greatest, you know, theories in physics are still just that. They're theories. I mean, the theory of gravity is just a theory. It is. <laughs> it's just a theory. That's very true. Yeah. And I love, it's um, actually one of my favorite concepts is, um, knowledge isn't wisdom until it lives in the muscle and so you saying that it is a science it's the science of experience i just want that quote like plastered everywhere that was so brilliant um and i just thank you i love that you've truly embodied this balance of experience and knowledge of the mind and the heart so that's incredible and I would love to know, you know, why is it important for people to be knowledgeable in astrology and how can knowing about astrology improve their lives? I think it's important for people to know because there's energies out there. We live on this planet. We're surrounded by the stars. Um, we're circling the sun and these are all energetic bodies and we're energetic. Um, and there we interact with it. Our energy interacts with this energy, you know, of astrology, of everything around us so it's affecting us on some level um it you know it has to be just you know if you look at the basics of how energy works it has to be affecting us somehow for all energetic beings which we are um and so you know knowing the astrology helps us understand when things are influencing us um and understanding how to utilize that energy um and how we can can be influenced even more or less by it, um, or really align with it, I would say, you know, align with the energy. Um, This energy is occurring, so so why not align with it? And then understanding, like, our personal astrology, it's like understanding that, you know, 
we were born into a time when this energy was really prevalent. So the ancients mm-hmm. observed, for instance, in late summer, you know, where we have Leo um, and then going into Virgo, it's like, you know, they notice sort of like in the heat of August, like there are all these things happening. There's this energy about every year. Every year, right. The same. Every year, yeah. the same stuff was happening. Um, you know, and it wasn't so distorted by, you know, sort of the civilization we have now. It was kind of like pure. You could really see it. And then people born without in that time took on took on that energy. They took on that qualities, those qualities. Um, and so, you know, they, they became Leos. Um, and so that's, you know, really how it formed. And so just understanding, you know, that, that energy and that it being a part of us helps us. You know, it's all to help us. It's all to help us understand ourselves, how to understand the world around us, how to understand how we act and live and interact in the world around us. Um, so it's sort of like, why not? Why not learn about it? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it sounds like just this tool and this instrument for helping you to better connect to yourself and like you said understand yourselves and I think about when people say but you can't like physically see it or physically touch it but a fish doesn't really understand that it's swimming in water and so there's energy all around us all the time and so I would love to know more of like the specific basics of astrology and just some important tools for people to know like for example birth charts for their specific astrology if you wouldn't mind elaborate on elaborating on what they are yeah, so birth charts, that's, um, that's sort of the most common thing, you know, we, we first learn about in astrology. Um, and so there's three main components of, of the birth chart, and that's um, the signs, the planets, and the houses, right? So it's, it's those... Houses? And, yeah, houses. Okay, the signs, <laughs> the planets, and houses. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, the houses. Uh, so we, there's 12 houses. And each sign has a house, right? So each sign lives in a house. Um, the the houses. So the let's back it up here. The signs and the planets are our personality. That's who we are. So mm-hmm. if you have a sign in, in Leo, or your Pluto's in Libra, or your Moon's in Scorpio, or something that becomes part of our personality. The houses are how we act with that personality in that particular arena. Right, so you can okay. arenas, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so, so the first house, for instance, um, starts everything off, right? So that's, so that's where the rising sign comes in. All right, so you have the three probably most important things to know, your rising sign, your sun sign, your moon sign, right? Your rising sign is the sign, the constellation of rising one you were born. Um, and so that kicks off your first house, right? So my rising is Libra. Uh, when I was born, Libra was coming up, you know, on the horizon. And so my first house is Libra. And my second house is Scorpio. My third, you know, and then it goes around, follows the pattern. Um, now, you may be, we could be born on the same day, but like hours apart. Right, and um, so there are differences. You'll have a different rising. And so maybe your rising sign is Gemini, and you know that's my rising sign. What did she say? That's my rising sign. So that's your that's your first house, right? Um, and so the houses set up the arenas, right? So that's the whole that's the whole birth chart. Right? When you look at a birth chart, it looks like a pie, right? So you have twelve slices of the pie. Um, and the pieces of the pie are the houses, so they're the canvas, right? They're the canvas that we, we paint on, basically. Um, I, I once thought about it that way as, as paint. So say you have, so we'll just use me, for example, my son is in Leo in the 11th house, right? Your son so, is in Leo, all right. Wait, when were you born? Yeah. Uh, August 2nd. August 2nd, August 19th? And this makes sense. I want you to definitely continue talking about your complexity, like the complex of the complexities of this birth chart, because I honestly don't really resonate with the Leo, even though I'm a Leo. And and now it's interesting because clearly there's way more to it than just opening up Cosmopolitan and telling me what my Leo is that month because I don't ever really, it never resonates. And so this is great that you're getting in depth with this because I'm like, ah, maybe there's just more that I need to learn to learn yeah, more about myself. 
so much to learn. So we we all have, you know, all these planets in in these houses, and you can think of it as a as a huge equation, right? Right. (laughs) Like Leo times Sun times eleven house times Moon times Scorpio times you know eighth house equals, and then you have Jill, you know, or (laughs) (laughs) right. of energy, right? So it's yeah. a relationship. Um, it's an interaction. So, you know, I, you know, have my son and Leo in the 11th house. So it's, it's you know, the sun, say, it's a, think of them as colors, right? So the sun is like an orange color, um, you know, and we'll say, actually, we'll say Leo is an orange color and the sun is white just for, for you know, correct coloring. All right. Um, so I have my Leo and my, you know, that's where my son is. So we're going to dab it with white. And then I'm going to put it on the canvas, which is my 11th house. Okay. Right? So that's a piece of that's a piece of the artwork that's going to eventually make up me, you know. And then All right. Take, um, like Moon and Scorpio, my Moon from Scorpio. So you know, then we take red for Scorpio, and we're going to dash it with some beige for the Moon, and then we're going to paint it onto the second house, right? Which that's the canvas. Um, and so we do this to every planet, and then eventually we have this beautiful art piece that is us. And you may have more colors in one house, and that may not be your sun sign. Um, yeah. When you start to look at it that way, and you look at your full chart, and they go, oh, that's why I resonate more with with that aspect. Because it turns out all my planets are in Capricorn. You know, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, no wonder why every time I read Capricorn, I, I feel like it's me. Yes, exactly. It's interesting though. My moon is also sun or my or Leo, but um, my rising I believe is uh, Cancer. So, but you're and then I resonate with that more. And then I think Jupiter's uh, Virgo. So yeah, it's it's interesting that it's really not just about the sun. It's like we're all so complex, and that's the thing. Not all Leos are the same because they were born at different times, and there's just so much to it. So you need an entire birth chart in order to really figure it out. You need an entire birth chart, exactly, to really to really figure it out, and then look at some of the key points of birth chart. You're right on the cusp. You're almost a Virgo. Yeah, that's why I resonate um, with Virgo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if Cancer is your rising, and then Virgo is actually in your third house. So that's oh. like your house of communications. Huh. Um, so now we're dealing with the sun, like on the cusp of Virgo. Probably, if we looked at it, it would be on the cusp of your your second and third house. So that's going to play into it too. Um, and you might find something that resonates with you with you more, um, especially with a rising in Cancer. Rising in Cancers can be really strong too. That can be a really um, strong rising sign. So that can actually like dictate a lot too. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's. There's so much, but just for like the simplicity's sake, uh, you know, know your rising, know your moon, and know your sun, and then know which houses your sun and your moon fall in, because that's going to tell you a lot about uh, who you are and your personality and how you act in the in the world. So you know, where where are we going to see those personality traits come up? I love that because it sounds like it's a way to understand your own patterns and therefore not be held back by them because it's just shining this new awareness. Like, for example, we just had that really wild solar eclipse in August, and I know that everybody was feeling it, even if they didn't necessarily understand it. And so I was wondering, you know, how exactly the cycles and rhythms of the moon affect us and not just the moon, but also the sun um, because I know it's different when it's a new moon and a full moon. And so if you could just expand on that a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, it comes back to energy. And so these cycles are occurring. Um, when we have something like a solar eclipse, yeah, we all do feel it. You probably felt it more than a lot of people. Oh, are so close to it. a lot. <laughs> we were both extremely highly sensitive to the solar eclipse. We're <laughs> yeah. so like, what is going on right now? Yeah. 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 So we, we are affected by these energies, right? Again, it comes back to that proof is for pudding. We can't deny something like a solar eclipse and feeling that. Um, and that's sort of a massive energetic output. Um, and But that's happening all, all the time, right? So the moon 
is putting out its energy, is putting out its gravity, is pulling out its pull, you know, it's pulling, it's pulling on our, our seas. I mean, it's affecting the tides. <laughs> That's know? usually the argument um, that I love is how much it affects the ocean. So how could it not affect us when we're made of water like that? Yeah. That's it beautiful. Us as women. I mean, our entire cycle, they're staying to the cycle of the moon. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> that that you know that happened <laughs> it definitely um, happens <laughs> you know and it happens at varying degrees but we we are linked to the moon i mean men are men have their own moon centers or are also very linked to the moon but women are i mean it's like we can chart <laughs> our cycle and map it directly to the moon um, so we are connected to these cycles, so it's good to know it. And you just need to look up and find the moon as long as she's in the sky. Cause she's kind of like, she's not like the sun. You know, we always know where the sun is. The moon's like, can surprise you. And she pops up at weird times and stuff. Um, but you know, we can, we can see her. And, and so when we're, when we're starting with the new moon, it's like it, the moon is dark and there's this time for us to, to be quiet and yes. inward, um, because you know the darkness. Again, in ancient times, darkness symbolized being inside. There was no light uh, to go outside. Um, so at night, you know, people stayed inside, and it lent to this introspection and this natural uh, energy of the new moon. Like leads to us going inward and leads to us going into our subconscious. Um, and finding answers that normally aren't on the surface, but we, we can find them because we've got this like sort of darkness, like penetrating energy of the new moon helping us. Um, and then we, you know, the moon begins to build in light and in energy, um, you know, because it's absorbing energy from the sun too and reflects yeah. back to us. Um, and so we begin to build then as well. And so, you know, as far as, far as like our our life is like we we come up with the intentions we come up with the dreams and then right after the new moon it's the time to keep like flushing them out keep dreaming keep working with um what you want keep refining them exploring allow it to be like very watery flowy and open and then by the time we get to the first quarter which is a half moon it's like it's you know the moon is building energy it's like stable um, you know, we can see it, that the light is stable at night. Um, you know, the ancients would start going out at night, uh, when the first quarter would come because there would be enough light, uh, in the sky for long enough. Um, and so that's the time to really kind of like dig your heels in and like do the work necessary and that, uh, to like, you know, flush out your intentions and make your dreams sort of start forming into reality. Um, that's the time to... To work to actually um, take the action to, wow to take i love action. this i loved um last week because we had the first quarter in capricorn and that is like mm. a match made in heaven you know capricorn is all about work <laughs> we the first quarter and like, let's just like i would love to yeah. be around you during these phases it'd be, so <laughs> be so helpful i know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I try and like get it out there. Like, I think um, I did like a share, uh, a shared story last week, and I, I like uh, quoted the Rihanna song, like "Quirk, Quirk, Quirk." Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Right That's <laughs> <laughs> that is the song of that time for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know the the energy and the light begins to build even more, and we get the full. And that's the time yeah. to really step out and share. Um, to oh. establish yourself. To establish like sort of your your the new part of your identity you're forming is the time to be with community. Um, it's you mm. know this is the full moon. It's lit. It's like if we yeah. have any light, right? We would see the full moon and be like, hey, let's get together at night. Like, yeah. You know, like, on the beach. The moon has given you the there. opportunity to see and that has its spotlight on you and your friends. This is beautiful. Yeah. So it's you know it's this beautiful rhythm and so yeah. we go out of the world and that that energy is still there. So that's the time to kind of start to really integrate and establish these new intentions into your identity um, and really like share them. You know, because we don't want to share things too soon, right? We don't right. want to let the energy kind of like leak, right? Um, you want to keep the energy contained until it's really like it's it's full. You you want to be full. 
Yes, Um, that is a beautiful rhythm to practice monthly. And I'm also curious, though, what are some of the most powerful manifestation tools and rituals? And when is the best time with the moon and certain cosmic energies to practice them? We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues. But seriously, guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I... I'm going to be honest right now. I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago, and it put me in a funk for a while. So when a friend recommended Hum to me, I took, I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets, and now, well, let's just say I run a little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life and tell us that you want to submit for the HUM giveaway. Yes. And don't forget about receiving 20% off HUM nutrition with our promo code magic. I'm also curious though, what are some of the most powerful manifestation tools and rituals and when is the best time with the moon and certain cosmic energies to practice them? So there's tons in do. Um, I actually was like, I, I love this question because I was like thinking about it. I was like, I could write a book on this. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely should. Um, I, I'm surprised you don't have one out there. Yeah, that needs to happen. The next the next new moon, start to <laughs> go inward the and then, yeah, plant the seed. <laughs> then when you're ready, you can share. Yeah. yeah when the full moon's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have an element to them um, and you can really work with those elements in a ritual setting um, so for the new moon for instance you know the, the intention is to, to be quiet, create a sacred space uh, use your crystals pull cards this is a great time to pull cards pull tarot cards, pull moon duck cards pull angel cards receive information open yourself up to receiving so in the new moon we want to create space for us to receive from ourselves and from the energy around us yeah um and so you know use the element of air right use um you know feathers and stuff to move the air around you as you're sitting there um and you're contemplating things we use, you know, Palo Santo on stage to, like, cleanse, but also it's great to use that stuff for the air quality, you know, and get a big feather and waft it all around you. Um, so that you have this, the air is, the, the air is, um, air brings in new ideas and fresh ideas. So that's, you know, what we're working with in the new moon. Um, and then the first quarter, um, you know, we have that commitment. So we want to really ground and, we want to work with earth and we want to ask for guidance from the earth and we want to feel our feet on the ground. So it's a great time to go walk outside barefoot and feel yourself centered and planted on the earth. Um, it's also a good time to do like a grounding cord meditation. I don't know if you know what that is. You sit on the, on the ground and you imagine like a light cord going, you know, from the base of your pelvis down into the earth and yes. deep down and you can actually feel um, you know, yourself going all the way down and then drawing up the earth energy. Um, so we want to work with yeah. the earth, you know, during that work time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the full moon, we have, you know, we have community. We want to gather. Um, full moon is also an amazing time for forgiveness, um, oh. which is, a, which it, it took me a long time to really understand this. The full moon is great for, for um, getting over hurdles, right? Because you've got all this energy of the full moon, um, and you want to direct it a little bit, right? So you can really get over hurdles. So forgiving somebody can be one of the hardest challenges and hardest hurdles in our lives. Um, and to really, really forget. But we need to do it for ourselves. So the full moon is like a really excellent time for a forgiveness ritual um, where you can sit down and you can write letters. Um, and then you can burn them in the fire, right? Wow, so, um, that's fire beautiful. is like the full moon, right? So what do we want to do on the full moon? We want to go out to the beach and have a bonfire. <laughs> yeah. And throw that letter in there. <laughs> you throw that letter in there. You can 
fire element to purify your ideas. So like um, staring at uh, the fire, like doing a fire purification process where you stare, you try not to blink. This is a yoga um, technique. You stare a flame or uh, any kind of fire and you try not to blink and you just let your eyes actually just tear like crazy, you know, but it's purifying. Oh, we did Um, that in the Himalayas together, actually. (laughs) That was a very powerful meditation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were staring at the flame for like five minutes and he's like, do not blink. (laughs) I know, and he would just like stare at us, make sure we're not blinking. Yeah, it's so hard to not blink, too. I've done that oh. before. Like, I just want to blink. I'm crying. I know. Blink. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, as long as you're not thinking about blinking and you're focusing on the flame, then it's, like, it's okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, um, it's, it's so purifying, though. It's so purifying. Um, yeah. And then for the third quarter, which is the, the laptop moon, the second half moon of the cycle, call it um you want to start you want to start cleansing right so this is when we start releasing so we kind of gap oh and then the third quarter as the moon starts waning away we want to release things right okay we want to figure out like okay we just gathered a bunch of stuff what's gonna work what what can i let go um and then we can really work with the water right water rituals to cleanse so different bathing rituals jumping in the ocean that's like that's my favorite ritual. <laughs> Ours too. <laughs> <laughs> of them all, but you know, you do it. What makes a ritual is the intention, right? So you, you know, you you sit and you meditate on the beach. You think about what you're releasing from your energy, what you no longer want, and you yes. know, you say to yourself like the you know ocean cleanse me, you know, cleanse these things. And you jump in the ocean. Um. So, but we want to use like really water and. Um, and then also like our cleansing herbs. That's when we use a lot of sage, a lot of Palo Santo. We're just shedding. We're we're just getting, and we're not worried about filling back up, right? So it's not about like I'm gonna let go, and then something new is gonna come in. But that will come naturally, right? We're just gonna create space, right? We want to figure out what worked, what didn't, use that energy to let things go, and then and then we're ready for for the next new moon. Or wow. And then time to come back inward. This is what, that is, honestly, you are so connected and you just clearly understand it and just get it every single phase. And you bring that value in your workbook, which is, has helped me the past, it was the the most recent one. The Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, oh, okay. you have the rituals in there and you guide us through. It's so wonderful. So what sparked the New Moon Workbook? And also, how did Spirit Daughter come about? So Spirit Daughter came about, I was um, teaching yoga uh, in Los Angeles and I knew I needed a life change. I'm, I'm 38 now. Um, and I knew that I wanted to get married and have kids, and I knew that what I was doing with teaching yoga just wasn't going to work with that. It works for some people, great. I knew for me, the way I was doing it and that energy I was pouring out um, wasn't going to work for me. So I knew I needed to shift. Um, so I began traveling, basically, the world and being like, okay, I'm open. Like, I'm going to go and explore, you know, everywhere that I can and just, um, you know, see, like, what comes up. Like, maybe I'm supposed to become a different healer. Maybe I'm supposed to do something else. I, just I love it. it. Um, and I ended up in Bali, and I found these dream catchers, and I found Ayu, and I was just like, I I don't know if this is it, but I need to do this. <laughs> and I knew nothing about business, and I was just like, I need to buy a bunch of dream catchers. Yes, they are abundant range. in Bali, and they just really are so attractive. They are just right out the window, and they're beautiful there. But you found yeah, the most beautiful handmade so dream catchers. And they were so special. And I was going through um, a very like personal transformation stage where I knew I wanted to uh, go into something different. And they helped me. It was actually hanging in the Airbnb that I stayed in, the first one, um, the dream catcher. And, um, and I would just like, lay in bed and stare at it. And I was just like, oh, my God. I could feel it like just changing me, opening me up, really. Um, and so, you know, I, um, I launched Spirit Daughter probably eight months or so after my first encounter with the dream catcher. Um, 
And um, I decided that I was just, I kept on with some clients, but I decided to focus on spiritual and the only yoga I going to teach are these new moon circles I've been teaching. Um, so I started these new moon circles um, with my, um, my roommate at the time years ago, and we would do them privately. And um, just her and I, she came in one day and she was like, hey, like, what are some rituals I can do for the moon? Um, and I was like, oh, well, you know, this is, it's the new moon. Like, let's do a new moon ritual. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> and so, you know, honestly, for like two years, it was just her and I on a new moon. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we decided at some point, like, oh, like, like maybe we should do this in the community, you know? Um, and so we started leading new moon circles together. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, so I decided I was just going to have a spirit daughter and and then eventually teach the new moon circles from spirit daughter instead of Jill Winterstein. Um, so it was kind of like almost like an identity uh-huh. switch. You know, I kind of wanted to do everything to be on the umbrella of spirit daughter. Um, and then the new moon circles were so great. Um, we still do them. And um, they taught me so much about what people wanted, what people needed, what questions people had, yeah. what was useful for people. Um you know, when I, I remember when my first yoga teacher handed me um, a, my first yoga class, she was like, this is your lab, you know, fig, figure out how to work with people in this, in this um, arena. And I felt like the new moon circles in a lot of ways were like my lab, my place to experiment with, like what resonated with people, like, because there's so, there's so, there's so much, there's so, um, there's so much to learn in astrology. It's like, what do people know? What do people want to know? Um, what can they use? And so I really learned a lot of that, and I'm so grateful to the human circles for that, um, and you know, carrying them on. And then, so from that, um, I was I was looking for a second product um, for Spirit Daughters. I wanted something that was more comp- that was complementary to the Dreamcatchers, but um, it was a little easier because at the time I was like, I went to Bali three times in 16 months to actually physically carry the Dreamcatchers back in two cases. Wow. <laughs> How did they? Wow. I'm and surprised so that they let you bring that many back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted like a, a new product um, yeah. that was complementary to them, but that also was a little easier to sort of obtain. Um, and I sat in meditation uh, in Mammoth actually one day, um, and I just came to me, and I like yeah. opened my eyes with deep meditation. I was like, I need to write a new moon workbook. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was the most obvious answer in the world. It was right in front of me. Yes. And I just like didn't even like see it for for a while, you know. Um, and so I sat down. And I laid out the I laid out the design. For the um, for the workbooks, and I wrote some things, and then I you know I, I continued writing that's when I wrote the first one, which was Gemini. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen with these, but let's see. Right, that's how it happens. <laughs> but, um, you get the downloads during wonderful meditations. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. It was so funny because I was um, I was about to go to Australia, and I was like, oh cool, maybe I'll find something in Australia, and I'll start like importing something from Australia and then I'll be able to like go to Bali and Australia and like I, I was like coming up with sort of this whole import you know business in my head and like lo and behold like the new moon circles were like right in front of me you know and I was like oh this is this is the this is the product to add you know <laughs> to offer people you know because at the end of the day it's like I everything on my site or my store is like offer people an experience offer people a piece of energy offer people something they can align with, something they can be inspired by. Um, and the new moon workbooks like fit the bill exactly. And it just came from a place that like is beyond myself. Like the information just came to me and just like went down on those pages. Um, and that's how it works every month when I write them. I just get into the zone and it's like the info just comes right out of me onto the pages. Um, and it's, it's, truly something that I, I need to be doing and it resonates deeply with me yeah it sounds like it came from the core of your heart and from such a broad deep intention I remember when Alyssa actually sent me over a new moon workbook and I opened it 
and I was staring at it and it was at a time in my life where I just felt so confused and I read it and I was like, she just understands me. <laughs> like she just gets it. And so, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I read it and I started doing the practices and I like little by little, it's like I sort of, the fog started to lift. And so you really have created this conscious, beautiful community of mindfulness and helping people to understand themselves. And um, for those of you listening, we actually just collaborated together in the Libra New Moon book. I sent over a poem and some yoga poses and Jill has some amazing rituals and meditations and breath work. And I promise I've been doing this for like three or four months now. And it, her workbooks are life changing. So yeah. I'm just throwing that in there. Oh, it's transport. And I've, I've peeked at the workbooks that Shida has been sent over to her. <laughs> and I actually took notes in my own journal. And it really transformed my life the past few months. So honestly, oh, whatever you tapped into, it's pure magic. And thank you for that. Uh, I just get chills all over me. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I love it. I know it's, it's interesting. I know it's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in my oh, life yeah. right now. Absolutely. Exactly. And you're helping people out every single month. Yeah, and that's ultimately when when I was leaving yoga, that was really my ultimate goal. Was I was like, I want to help more people on a broader scale because I'm helping you know, I was working with maybe 20 private clients a week, and I was like, I'm helping these 20 people intensely, but, like, I want to help a larger community. I want to, like, spread the energy and the knowledge even further. Um, and I felt really called to do that. It wasn't like I should be doing this. It was like I was really called to do that. I was called to kind of to come, to come out, to come fully into the light, really. Um, my... My, I'll tell you a little bit about me. My son is in Leo. I have a ton of planets in Leo. I have a moon in Scorpio. And the moon in Scorpio, like, drives me into the darkness and into the cave all the time. And it's like, that's my safety zone. Um, and it's like, I finally felt that calling where it was like, I have to step out into the light and embrace my son. And, and it really embraced that part of my personality. And that's that's what led to, to these workbooks. Mm, and that... Honestly, I think the fact that it comes from such a pure place and a desire to understand yourself and to be of service to other people, it sounds like you almost felt this literal pulling sensation to do this, almost like you just had a knowingness. Can you speak more about that? Yeah, I definitely had a knowingness. It was it was a deep resounding yes. I mean, I live my yeah. life by resounding yeses. This is, um, I'm engaged. My fiance and I, this is like our discussion is a resounding yes. Well, it's not the note. We're not doing it. Um, <laughs> and congratulations, and, by yeah, the way. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, it was a resounding yeah. He was also a resounding yes. But <laughs> um, it has to be a resounding yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a resounding no. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was you know it was really it, I did I did have to do it and it was so easy for me to do. It's like when I truly believe when we're aligned aligned with our purpose and what we're supposed to be doing, even if it's just like a daily thing, like it's there's ease to it, there's flow to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to figure out hard things like a printer and you know, like like elements of it, but it all came together so seamlessly. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt, like I had to put it out there. And it was scary for me. Like I, you know, I definitely struggle with vulnerability and just kind of, and you know, really bearing all. Mm -hmm. um, and the first, you know, issues I put out that first Gemini. I mean, it was scary. I remember I was doing a full moon event with a friend, and I would, like had him with me, and I would just kind of hand to people and be like, "Hey, I just like wrote this book. Just check it out. Like you can have it for free. Just let me know what you think about it." You know? <laughs> um, and so there was like some fear, and I just had to completely get over that any and all fear of vulnerability because I knew within every ounce of my being it was what I was supposed to be doing. Yes. And there was no way to deny it. <laughs> and you've always followed your heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I trust myself. Yeah. You know, I, do, I do trust myself. So, um, you know, even when things are scary, I, I trust myself and I trust that no matter what, like, you know, I'll be able to deal with, with anything. Um, and, you know, I, and I know that I make good decisions and, and I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
That is something that I feel like everyone just, I'm just going to repeat that. You're comfortable with being uncomfortable. How powerful is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I studied Vipassana for years. I did um, lots of 10-day sits. And I wow. think Vipassana, if you want to learn that, go sit Vipassana. I don't know if you ever have. <laughs> that is on our list. We want to do a silent meditation retreat somewhere. That will teach you the art of being uh, comfortable, the uncomfortable for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's an important step, and that's an important thing to kind of um, – be okay with because there's so many times in our lives where we are taking leaps of faith and it does feel uncomfortable because it's not familiar and anything that's not familiar is naturally going to be scary even if it's better for us so you know in order to take those huge leaps of faith which you know i really urge people in the workbooks to take um you know you have to be okay with being being uncomfortable and not yes. and not knowing. Hmm, you know it's okay it's like those those unknown paths are where the best discoveries are um and you know sometimes you just have to walk them and see what happens I love that it's like when you're on the path of your heart the love is always louder than the fear it sounds like yes yes Mm. yes absolutely absolutely um you know if you can really get in touch with your heart and really in touch with that energy of love uh, it'll guide you to the most amazing, wonderful places, um, and it will override that fear. You know? mm-hmm. and, that, and that's you know, ultimately where change and, and evolution takes place. You know, is overriding that fear. It's the best compass we have is our heart, and I love that. And it sounds like, like we were saying, this really is coming from the core of your heart. And I would just love to know what the two main intentions you have for your work for this thing you created not just the workbooks but how you are in service in your life in general um i i think my two main intentions if i had to like state them as i am they would be i am aligned with my purpose yes um i always want to be aligned with what i'm supposed to be doing meaning what i'm i I want to be useful i want to be helpful um you know and i want to 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 bring my gifts to people in the best way possible um, and then the other one would be I'm aligned with love, and um, which is, you know, which, which is like purpose, but also it's just like you know I'm aligned with love, like that's the energy that I want to bring into my work, and I want to bring into my life, and I want to bring into you know all my relationships and all my meetings with people, and even just going you know to get coffee or something, um, you know, can I be loving and share loving energy with the person making my, you know, latte and, you know, share that energy with, with him or her. Um, mm. So those are the things. Those are the two things, purpose and love. And that's everything right there. I mean, it's the small everyday moments and the fact that you have the intention to bring that love and to be a blessing everywhere you go. That is so powerful and beautiful and I wish for everyone listening that they just go a week trying that because that's really transformative yeah yeah it absolutely is and it's these little these little interactions these little exchanges we have in our in our lives they add up to something larger than we could even imagine beyond ourselves Mm. um and I think it's important to just carry ourselves like that in this world Absolutely. It's like what you were saying with the art piece, you know, we're all beautiful paintings and our life is our canvas. (laughs) Going full circle. Exactly. We're all beautiful paintings. We are. Astrology. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Astrology is a metaphor for life. Um, Switching gears here, we have some surprise rapid fire questions for you if you feel ready. Okay, I'm ready. You're ready? All right. right, Here we go. If you were a planet, what would you be? Um, I think I would be Uranus if I was a planet, um, because it 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 um is the energy of like moving forward and uh, being progressive and uh, going outside the box. That I and much of my life, if you yeah. look at it, it's lived outside the box. So. Um, you know, that, that would be my planet. Yes, and I love that you pronounced answer. it that way, by the way. I was like, what's that? Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <That's> right. <laughs> I'm glad that you're five years old, too, Rekha. I know. Okay. Yeah. 
We'll choose the angels for that too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll choose the angels, yeah. Uh, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I cuddle. I cuddle my fiance and I cuddle my dog. Oh, you cuddle. Oh, <laughs> oh that is amazing. Yeah. But we right. have to sleep Aww. all the time. It's it actually kind of disruptive because we're like, okay, we really need to get out of bed. That <laughs> would be so cuddles. hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an amazing dog. She loves morning cuddles too. She's like just all about it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. All right. Describe yourself in three words. Um, intelligent, intuitive, and funny. Yes, absolutely. You are. What is yeah. something you? I, oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say when I moved to LA, somebody told me that, and they're like, "You'll be fine in LA." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because you're these three things, but anyway. Yeah, and that's it a lot. That's true. What is something you've always wanted to do? Uh, I would say, probably not always, but since I was, like, in my 20s, I wanted to sail around the world. That sounds wonderful. Like, yeah, every ocean. Perfect. It actually is like a 10-year goal. So maybe in 10 years, I'll, I'll ping you, Allie. I'll be like, hey, we're still in the world. <laughs> I will be so excited, and I will follow your journey the whole way. <laughs> Me too. Captain Jill yeah. Winterstein. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had to choose a superpower, what would it be? I'm getting flashes of X-Men right now. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's amazing. Um, I think... Fly, but I also like. I always wanted to be. You know, X Men. I always wanted to be like Charles on X Men, where you can like read people's minds and communicate with them oh. telepathically. I think that's super cool. Oh. I, I don't want to end up with overwhelmed with like too much. I know that would, you know, right from everybody, but it's gonna be really cool to be telepathic. Just <laughs> a few third eye meditations, and we're on the way to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to choose another zodiac sign to be born into, what would you choose? Um, I probably would choose Taurus. Taurus mm. is really grounding. And I get along really well with people who are Taurus. And I just, like, I'm fire and water. And I just, um, I have love some earth sometimes. Yeah, more grounding. I, yeah, I have to do a lot, a lot of grounding practices for my own personal life. Mm, I love that. All right, yeah. so last rapid fire. What is your favorite book? My favorite book? Probably um, a book called Prometheus Rising by Robert Anton Wilson. Um, it is a really cool look at the eight levels of consciousness um, as described by Timothy Leary, um, who was like one of my heroes when I was in psychology. Um, so it's just an amazing, it's an amazing look at consciousness and life. Wow. All right. That sounds like a very interesting book. I have a feeling Allie's going to be going on Amazon right after this and ordering a mental note. (laughs) Yes. I could, I saw the wheels turning in her brain as you were talking about this. I'm like, this sounds like such an Allie book. Uh, last, (laughs) it does. (laughs) Last question that we ask all our interviewees. Are you ready? Yes. And this one's not rapid fire. You can take your time with it. How would you advise people to create their own magic? Meditate. Oh, rapid. There you go. Enough said. Yeah, I would tell people to meditate. Because I think true magic comes from us being able to listen to ourselves and trust Mm. ourselves and listening to our intuition. Um, and noticing those coincidences, you know, that we always hear those magical encounters. Like, oh, I was just like having to go to the store and ran into this person, and then all of a sudden, like, I have a new job, or you know, and it's it's these like little coincidences. And if we're in like a, a really nice meditative state, all the time we notice the coincidences and we follow them and we trust ourselves. Yeah. Our intuition. Um, and I think that's the key to magic. Wow. I could not agree more. <laughs> Amen to that. (laughs) No, but we, this was such a powerful interview, and thank you for sharing your time with us. And there's so many golden nuggets in here. I can't wait to listen and just like take notes and fill up my entire journal with your wisdom. So, (laughs) you have so inspired me, Jill, in so many ways today. 
and oh, the past you. few months with your new moon workbooks. Yeah, so just oh, thank you. Thank you for being I'm so here. Happy. That's all I really want to do is inspire people. You know, I just want everybody to live their their potential. Like we all oh, have a potential. Yes. Like, let's live it. Thank you for okay. living your potential and your truth and following the right path for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That hasn't always been that easy. I've, I've definitely made some questionable decisions, but I feel like I've made enough good ones. <laughs> they were quite brilliant. Yes. Have landed me here. So. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye, Jill. Bye, Bye. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mantra. Thank you. And have a magical day.